Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction, where there's always more to the story and readers influence what happens next. In today's episode, we'll read the Wren Island series, Part 3, Scene 29. First, let's recap what happened when we previously visited Wren Island. Allison, alone and injured on a remote island, was struggling to get back to her boat. I shared a few of the ideas readers suggested for how Allison might be rescued. And Amelia had a scary experience with a wave on the beach. Thankfully, Ed was there to help. Ed offered to drive Amelia in his all-terrain vehicle to the commune so she could dry off and warm up. In this episode, we'll check in with Amelia. We'll spend about seven and a half minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to find out how a couple of local whales inspired part of this scene. Here we go! Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd Part 3, Scene 29 Standing in front of a full-length mirror at the commune, Amelia fingered the linen shift her new friend Judy had loaned her. It's so comfortable! Judy helped Amelia adjust the sleeves. Organic cotton, certified fair trade. We try to make responsible clothing choices here. I like that it's baggy and lets me move freely. Amelia ran her hands across the fabric. Do you wear a lot of clothes like these? Yes, but I only need a few outfits because they're well-made. Judy pointed to her own linen shift. I've been wearing this one every Thursday for the last six years. You're kidding. Amelia sat and pulled on the warm socks Judy handed her. So when you wake up on Thursdays, you already know what you're going to wear? Judy handed her a soft cardigan. Every week, I rotate through the same six outfits, except on Saturdays when I choose something different based on how I feel. Here at the commune, we try to simplify our lives. Not wondering what to wear every day frees me up to think about other things that are more important to me, like gardening, art, music, caring for nature, our livestock and crops, caring for each other. We're not minimalists exactly, but we enjoy living with minimal material goods. Amelia glanced at Judy's tidy closet. Every outfit was separated by open space, like having a place to rest your eyes before you looked at the next outfit. In her own closet at home, Amelia could hardly find what she wanted anymore, and her clothes closet wasn't the only problem. The entire house was getting buried under clutter. Think of all the purchases Shasta had made on a whim. All the food Macy had stockpiled for doomsday. All the magnifiers and other gadgets Amelia had collected. How many things had she and her sisters purchased since moving in with Allison? One chair, that's all there'd been in the sunroom the day they arrived. Maybe she could suggest to her sisters they stop buying so much stuff. Would that be asking too much of them, though? One thing she knew for sure, feeling limited wasn't any fun at all. She fluffed the curls around her face. Her hair was almost dry now. The shampoo bar Judy loaned her had worked well. Judy said they made those bars of shampoo right there at the commune. Judy said plastic packaging wasn't good for the environment. Too much of it ended up endangering wildlife. Amelia glanced once more at the tidy closet, then followed Judy outside. In the courtyard, Ed and Louise were playing a game. 
Ed hid a treat under one of several small wood boxes and let Louise guess which one. Louise's rear end wiggled with excitement, just like it had during the drive over to the commune in Ed's all-terrain vehicle. Amelia peered at Ed's flannel shirt and well-worn jeans. Did Ed wear the same outfit every Thursday? Might be a good idea to give your phone more time, Ed motioned to the bowl of rice. While we're waiting, do you want to see the rehab aviary? You help injured birds here? Amelia fell into step with him. The path curved around the main buildings of the commune, then stretched along the edge of a sunny meadow. Evenly spaced posts, connected by sections of rope, acted as a sort of fence. As she walked, Amelia ran her hand along the sections. Four, five, six, seven. At the twenty-third post, the rope ended. Here we are, Ed guided her inside a mesh tent. Potted trees and shrubs provided shade. On a perch, a medium-sized bird shifted. Ed spoke softly. This morning dove has an injured foot. Amelia studied the bird's bandaged leg. The bird cocked its head to one side and blinked back at her. Over here we have robin babies. Ed led Amelia under the low-hanging branches of a blossoming tree. At a table, someone was feeding tiny worms into three gaping beaks. Ed handed Amelia a tiny cup woven with grass and bits of dry moss. Have you ever seen a hummingbird nest? Amelia peered at the thimble-sized home in her palm. Where are the babies? Back outside the tent, Ed pointed to a liquid feeder hanging from a nearby branch. Hummingbirds zipped in and out. They're all grown up and independent now. Amelia sighed. They walked the path back to the main buildings, 14, 15, 16. At post 23, Amelia headed for the courtyard and collected her phone. She turned it on and opened a couple of apps. It's working. Thanks so much, Ed. Would you like me to drive you home now? Before Amelia could answer, Judy stepped into the courtyard. Hydrophone's gone live. Several orcas with lots to say. Amelia, would you like to ring the gong? Amelia studied the large bronze disc suspended from weathered beams. You'd let me ring it? Judy handed her a heavy felt mallet. Give it all you've got so everyone on Wren hears. Three big whacks. Amelia took a deep breath and swung. The sound reverberated through her. Whack it again! Judy flipped on an outdoor speaker and the sound of singing orcas filled the courtyard. When the mallet met the disc, the thrill of it swept through Amelia. Whales! There are whales among us, everyone! Judy handed a pair of binoculars to Amelia. See them over there a few hundred yards out from Allison's property? Let's listen for another few minutes, then hit the gong again. Amelia fiddled with the binoculars until the vision was right, then watched the five orcas. Nearby, several buoys bobbed on the water's surface. Are those crab pots they're swimming around? Unfortunately, yes. Ed's voice was close. Fishing gear poses a real risk for marine animals. They can become entangled in the ropes and be injured or even die. Amelia watched the sleek animals emerge and submerge. Every time the orcas dove deep, their music filled the courtyard. Amelia whacked the bronze disc again. Three times. Then watched the orcas until they moved on. Back at Allison's house, just inside the service entrance, Amelia stumbled through scattered shoes and bags. She dropped her damp clothes into the washing machine and closed the lid. Did you just put wet clothes in the washer, Amelia? Macy appeared at her side. And what on earth are you wearing? Two of you could fit in that if the wrinkles were ironed out. 
Amelia told Macy she'd fallen down while walking on the beach. True, if not the complete story. Then she'd visited the commune, and just now she'd been the one hitting the whale gong. She'd borrowed an outfit from Judy, who wears the same outfit every Thursday. At this, Macy's eyebrows inched even higher. Amelia fluffed the curls at the back of her neck. Did you know they use bar shampoo at the commune? They make it themselves. No plastic packaging needed. So anyway, I think I'll go to bed early tonight. After she walked out of the laundry area, she heard the washer click off and the lid squeak open, her sister peering in, maybe even poking around. The washer lid reclosed. The cycle resumed. So it was business as usual here at Allison's house. Macy keeping a close eye on everything and everyone. Amelia headed upstairs to bed. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 3, Scene 29. While I was writing this part of the story, a couple of our local orcas made news on the unofficial island grapevine when they spent part of an afternoon dragging crab pots around nearby Friday Harbor. It wasn't clear whether these adolescent males were using the ropes to scratch an itch or simply playing. The consensus among locals, though, was that while the antics were entertaining to watch, the situation was worrisome. Marine animals, including whales, can get caught in fishing gear and be injured or even die. And Ed voices that concern in the scene we just read. If, like me, you're intrigued by our Pacific Northwest orcas, click on the link in the show notes to read my journal post titled, Getting to Know Southern Resident Orcas. And if you'd like to learn more about that way cool hydrophone Amelia got to ring the gong for, click on the link in the show notes to read my journal post titled Hydrophones in the Salish Sea. We'll catch up with Allison in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. Right away, you'll receive the most recent ebook version of the Rent Island series, and you'll be the first to hear about new developments in the story and opportunities to influence what happens next. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.